once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered, weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore. While I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. Tis some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this, and nothing more. Ah, distinctly, I remember, it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly I had sought to borrow, from my books surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden, whom the angel's name, Lenore, nameless here, forevermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain, rustling of each purple curtain, thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before. So that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, tis some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. Some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. This is it, and nothing more. Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. Sir, said I, or madam, truly your forgiveness I implore. But the fact is I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here I opened wide the door. Darkness there, and nothing more. Deep into that darkness peering, long I stood there wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortals ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore. This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore. Nearly this, and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning, soon again I heard a tapping something louder than before. Surely, said I, surely that is something at my window lattice. Let me see, then, what thereat is, and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore. Tis the wind and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter, when, with many a flirt and flutter, in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance made he, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but, with mien of lord or lady, perched above my chamber door, perched upon a bust of palace, just above my chamber door, perched and sat, and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, art short no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on this night's plutonian shore. Quoth the raven, 
nevermore. Much I marveled this ungainly fowl to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore. For we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door. Bird or beast upon the sculpted bust above his chamber door. With such name as nevermore. But the raven, sitting lonely on that placid bust, spoke only that one word as if his soul in that one word he did outpour. Nothing farther than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered, till I scarcely more than muttered. Other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will leave me as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, nevermore. Startled at the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoken. Doubtless, said I, what it utters is your only stock in store. Caught from some unhappy master whom a merciful disaster followed fast and followed faster till his songs one burden bore, till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore of never, nevermore. But the raven, still beguiling all my sad soul into smiling, straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door. Then, upon that velvet sinking, I betook myself till linking, fancy unto fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore, meant in croaking, nevermore. This I sat, engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing to this fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, with my head at ease reclining, on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamplight gloated o'er. But whose velvet violet lining with the lamplight gloating o'er she shall press? Nevermore. Then methought the air grew denser, perfume from an unseen censer, swung by seraphim whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee, by these angels he hath sent thee respite, respite and nepenthe from thy memories of Lenore. Quaff, O oh, quaff this kind nepenthe, and forget this lost Lenore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil. Prophet still, if bird or devil, whether tempter sent or whether temptest tossed thee here ashore, desolate, yet all undaunted on this desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted, tell me truly, I implore. Is there, is there balm in Gilead? Tell me. Tell me, I implore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, by that heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore. Tell this soul with sorrow laden, if within the distant Aden it shall clasp a sainted maiden whom the angels name Lenore clasp a rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name 
Lenore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Be that word our sign of parting, bird or fiend, I shrieked upstarting. Get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul hath spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart and take thy form from off my door. Quoth the raven, nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting on the pallid bust of Pallas just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming. And the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted. Nevermore. This podcast discusses topics that may cause distress to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Happy Halloween, my little ghosties. I'm Kayla. And I'm Kaylin. And this is Ghost Tea, a podcast where we talk all things true crime and paranormal. Let's get into it. So today we are going to be talking about my family farm. We're going to be going into the history and some ghost stories of the family and mostly my ghost stories. So we're currently upstairs in Kayla's old bedroom. Uh, I have never been here this late in my life. I think maybe the latest was like 9 o'clock and it was Christmas time. Mm. Um, There is definitely... I don't know if it's just me psyching myself into it being a creepy feeling, but it's definitely a bit ooky and spooky. Mm. (laughs) I went outside earlier on the back porch to take a phone call from my mom. And it's just pitch black. Like, there is no street lights or house lights from other houses or any of it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's pitch black out here. I'm used to it because I grew up here. So, I was, I've just been walking around. Like, I own the place and Kaylin's like, I don't know about this. We had, I don't know about any of this. <laughs> we, grew, we carved pumpkins earlier. And Kayla's like, oh, you have shoes on. I don't. Will you go out to my car and get them? And I'm like, if you'll come and wait on the porch with me. Because <laughs> I wouldn't have even thought anything of it. Like, I was just like, yeah, I'll go out and get them. But then I didn't have shoes on. But I'm so used to just, I don't know. I'm so used to being here and being, you know, in the creepiness that I think I've just grown so, like, desensitized to it. Oh, yeah. But I can see how it would be really creepy for somebody who hasn't stayed the night out here or been here past really dark, dark. Like, yeah. So it's very quiet as well. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's currently 11 p.m., and your grandparents are asleep downstairs. Mm-hmm. They have been for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Your aunt is across the hall asleep and has been for a couple of hours. Yeah. And it's just. Like, it it almost feels if you speak above what we're speaking right now that you're being, like, too loud. (laughs) Yeah, or, like, disrespectful to the house or something. For me, I've always just, like, tiptoed around here. But if you lay in bed and it's just silent, you can hear across the house. You can hear 
if like the water is dripping downstairs like in a sink or like I don't even know how to explain it like it's just dead silence it's like, that kind sucked. of silence where you hear the blood rushing around in your ears yeah you can hear yourself blink like it's just I was trying to explain it to Kaylin before we got out here and we've been sitting here she's like it's it's quiet I'm like yeah it's quiet <laughs> I tried to say it <laughs> It is very silent here. Yeah. But. So I guess let's talk about the history first. We can, yeah. Um, I want to describe the house first. Mm-hmm. It's just imagine like Amityville Horror House, but <laughs> like well, I'm talking like structure wise. Okay. Yeah, like structure because yeah. it's long, um, and it's just a brick house, and it has like the half moon crescent windows on each side of the house. And the Amityville Horror, it has siding, doesn't it? It's not a brick house. I think I never watched that movie. I've mm-hmm. heard of it. I'm pretty sure it's got siding. It's like a typical 1800, 1800s farmhouse. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, okay, to like... In terms that I understand, The Sims, right? <laughs> you get the, the, the tool where you build like a whole room and you like stretch it out into a rectangle... And then you do another rectangle on top, and you put a roof on it. And that's kind of the base of the house. Yeah. It was originally built without the front and back porch, and without what we currently have as a kitchen. It's an add-on, the kitchen is. And it's like white siding, it looks like a sore thumb (laughs) on the side of the house. Um, And it originally only had like two or three steps leading up into the front door which is not there anymore Mm -hmm. the layout of the house when it was first built was completely different when you first walked so like the front door when it was first built was in the middle of the house and now it's moved down the Mm -hmm. house um more almost to the side of the house and it used to have a front and back door in the middle of the house mm-hmm. um but now both front and back door are on the sides of the house or like it's on one end of the house basically and the stairs used to have like when you first walked in you would be able to access the basement stairs which now you have to go out and around the house and where the bathroom is now there used to be a closet so they didn't have an inside bathroom um they had an outhouse Mm. Um, as a side note I will say we are currently sitting on a bed with the uh, iPad that we used to record in front of us so we'll probably be the first to admit that if there's any like bed creaking or anything that it's us adjusting we're gonna try really carefully to edit it out but yeah just in case we also are using a new like audio like like way of like recording kind of we usually record with a microphone but we're wondering if it's a little bit crisper without with just the ipads built in and you also hear a little bit more of the background noise background noise which we're purposefully doing just to try and capture if we capture anything that it'll be a little bit clearer yeah so if we hear any walking around or whispers which Mm. you do hear here then um hopefully we catch it and we're just kind of being quiet so you can hear it but let us know if you 
like this, I yeah. guess, if it works. If it um, works better, we'll continue this way. Yeah, definitely. So, going into when the house was built, it was built in the 1850s. I couldn't, we couldn't find the exact year. We did have the year. But I thought that it was 1852, but I cannot find where that was found now. I thought it was on Zillow, but I cannot for the life of me find it now. Yeah. And we have all of these notes because we went to the, what was it? The Moraine County. Like deed registry or whatever. Yeah, the deed registry. And we went through all of. Pages and pages. Pages and pages <laughs> of just deeds that were like, you know, about this specific plot of land. And we found everyone who used to own this plot of land at least as far back as we could go. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, um, we had when it was built, but we couldn't find it. So anyway, so we think it was around 1850s. Yeah. Um, so... The earliest record of the man who first owned it that we could find was a man named Silas Richer, who then passed it down to his son, Henry Richer. But unfortunately, we couldn't find any more information about them. Yeah. Because online, it only goes so far back, and they don't really have those records anymore. Yeah, so I use, um, I'm really big into genealogy, which I think I've mentioned in previous episodes but I used a lot of the sites and sources that I use um, in order to find that and we found a lot of information on uh, later owners but we couldn't find a lot about the riches it also could be a pretty common name back then as well so. yeah I think so too I think I did find other riches but that had nothing to do with this location right so the next person who bought it was Joseph C. Krebs in 1885 so he was born in northern ireland which i thought was really interesting Mm. his wife name was birdie who was also born in ireland um joseph only completed elementary school and that's pretty much all we have on them which i thought was really interesting and the next person who bought it was a man named frank m schroll so he was born in 1849 in germany he got to the u.s in 1869 and he also married his wife, Barbara Noeth, in the same year. And they had seven children. So what's interesting about the Shrolls is they stayed here since 1869. And my grandparents actually knew their descendants when they bought the house. So his son, Leo Schroll, inherited the farm. He was born in Ohio, August 1st, in 1885. He had several wives and had 14 kids in total. So Leo actually moved to LA and he unfortunately died in LA um, in 1957. And I think it, it's important to mention that the wives were not all at the same time. It was not no. a polygamy situation. <laughs> no. Um, but the other thing is when uh, you're doing genealogy, a lot of the time people will just say, oh, that's a Leo Scholl, and he was born in this year, and this guy is too, and they both have this, They both have different wives. Well, that just must mean that they were married to this one, and they're married to this one. So it could have just been a mistaken identity. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it is the same guy, he had... I mean, you would hope he had a lot of kids, because 
if he's got 14, I mean, a lot of wives, because if he's got 14 kids. Mm. On one person. Some, some people, my grandma wanted 12 kids. She wanted 12 kids. I wanted seven, but like. Oh, no, girl, no. I'm too old for seven kids now. No. No, but the Leo Schroll had like so many wives, but like one of them would die and he would remarry three months later. And then it would keep happening. Mm. And I was like, we were researching this. And this is all alleged, obviously. But we were, like, joking around. Like, is he just killing his wives? And just, like, getting new wives? Like, we were just so confused. Um, it's like a Henry VIII thing. They stop popping out kids. Yeah. Divorced, beheaded. Yes. So the two people who had it before my grandparents were brothers, James E. Shiverdecker and William F. Shiverdecker. So James was born in 1899 and died in 1972. William was born in 1920 and died in 1988. And my grandparents knew um, the Shiverdeckers, actually, um, when they bought the house and stuff. So the Shiverdeckers lived in the... In the corner house. Yeah. So there's... Um, they moved out of here. Other, yeah. But one of the Shiverdeckers was... A, like I think it was one of their sons or something um he had a wooden leg and he bought this house before Mama and Papa he actually outbid them mm-hmm. and so Mama and Papa were obviously very like frustrated and upset but what could they do and so he was renovating this house when he bought it and died in this house and like I said he had a, like a wooden leg thing going on and I have had I don't have a lot of stories that my grandparents have experienced, but one of the stories that they've told me is that they could hear a peg leg, like a step and then like wood and then step and then wood. And I think it's important to note that we have tile here. So um, the only wood that you get is upstairs Mm. underneath the carpet, Mm -hmm. but they would hear some footsteps and stuff. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So, the kitchen was an add-on in the Great Depression. It is, it, it was made with just, like, just sticks outside. Memo said, like, the tree limbs? Or yeah. Or, like, tree, yeah. Like, tree limbs. That was neat. Yeah, Memo said that it, they were, like, tree limbs, and it was just very, like, <laughs> it was not very well put together. And there also wasn't anything securing the kitchen to the house. And the house is actually on a hill. So when they were redoing the kitchen, recently actually, they had to secure it to the house. Because in the kitchen, you can see the outside brick of the house. In the side of the house. So when my grandparents moved in, everything was dirty and gross. There was like, obviously dirt everywhere. And there were also dead animals everywhere. And I guess they had, like, colorful, like, shag carpet on the walls. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it was the 70s. It was the 70s, yeah. So, I thought that was interesting. Um, so, we wanted to get into some scary stories that we've had and that our family members had. So, we each assigned ourselves people that we were going to reach out to and try to contact and see if we could get scary stories from. And every single person that we had on our list to contact 
has at one point in time told me some scary stories about their time here at the farm. Um, so the people I reached out to told me nothing, which really frustrated me. So I have no stories from them, so I'm just going to try my best to remember what they said and then just retell it because I guess not. I don't know. So I'll let Kaylin go first uh, with the people because she has other people's stories. See, I had at least three people to ask, so it was a lot easier you know, kind of chase about. Plus, uh, I live with one of them True. and see him <laughs> 24-7. And the other I see once a week. It's my mother-in-law. Yeah. So I'll start with my husband's. Mm, or should I start with Katrina's? Because, like, she's the earliest. Go with Like, work my way back? Yeah. Okay. So Katrina said, this is my mother-in-law, Katrina. Hi, Katrina. She <laughs> listens. Um, she said that they moved to the farm when she was about one and a half, before she turned two. Um, but... Uh, she said she was old enough to get up and down the stairs and she was out of diapers. Uh, she said almost every day she would go to bed in her bed and then wake up on either the landing of the stairs or the stairs themselves. And not like sleeping on one of the steps, but like lying up down the stairs. Um, she also remembers waking up in weird positions, like on the floor beside her bed or with her feet up on the headboard. And she said, maybe I just got too old to carry since I was a lot older by then. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, she said, a few years later, she doesn't remember how old she was again, but she was really, really sick. She had a bad fever. Um, and she remembers just lying in bed thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. Like, she was like really sick. And uh, for those of you who don't know Kayla's family, they are made of some tough stuff. Like, <laughs> they don't really go to the doctors or the hospital unless, like, there's a limb missing yeah. or they're really sick. <laughs> and even then, we're hesitant. <laughs> even then, they're like, yeah, can we just super glue it back yeah. on? Like, it'll be fine. <laughs> um, but she was, had a really weird dream where she was climbing up a mountain and was continu- continuously being told, you're dying. She would climb a little bit higher, and you're dying, and higher, and you're dying. Uh, they then told her that they would make her mom cry, so she, she thought, okay, I'll go back. And that's when she woke up, and the fever broke. She remembers waking up gasping for breath like she hadn't been breathing. Uh, she said the lights would always flicker. Uh, you'd hear slamming doors when everyone was downstairs. Um, she would have a lot of weird dreams and nightmares. She also said that any time they would bring anyone new to the home, like a new friend or partner or whatever, the ceiling light in the living room would flicker. Like, as soon as they stepped through the front door, like, the light would flicker. Interesting. Um, she said she hated walking past the attic and would always feel a cold breeze from the attic. Um, she also said, I don't think the ghost liked me very much. Um, so many things happened to me in my room. The ceiling fan was falling down. There were wasps. Not in Josh and David's room, just mine. I remember being cold a lot too. Summer or winter, it didn't matter, but only at night. Wow. Yeah. Um, Jake sent me a couple of really good voice memos. Um, Jake's my cousin. (laughs) Yes. So, what's the order of things? Is it you, then Jay, then Jake? Yeah. Okay. I'm the... So, technically, it's Miranda, me, 
yeah. Jay, Jake, and then onward. So yeah. Is Sarah older than you? Or? No, Sarah technically Sarah's in between me and Jay. Okay. And anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Jake said a couple of odd things that have happened while I've been staying at my grandparents' house. Uh, I run into a lot of really uncomfortable feelings where you're just when you're there by yourself. Um, I've always felt loved and comforted when my family is there, but when you're alone, it's kind of different. It's an old house, so it makes a, a lot of noises, which is what I constantly tell myself, but there's also a lot of noises that one should not hear. Pretty distinct footsteps. Um, I've heard, I wouldn't say voices, but stuff where you think you're hearing something from another room, but when you go in there to check, there's, like, no reason. Yes, I have a, a story for that, exactly. <laughs> Um, he said something interesting I remember uh, when I was 11 or 12 or so I remember lying upstairs um, in this room and that you and Jake had been talking Kayla and Jake had been talking mm -hmm. and she rolled over to go to bed and there was this old light switch on the wall which there is mm -hmm. um, it's the kind that when you like you have to put a lot of pressure to turn it off mm -hmm. and then when you do it makes like a loud click mm -hmm. um something had caught his attention over by the door and he looked and watched that light switch just pop like flick itself down and pop he says me and Kayla didn't talk to each other um about it that night I just remember rolling over and then we didn't talk about it after that true <laughs> I remember that night <laughs> those light switches I don't know if you remember old light switches where there's like a button at the top and a button at the bottom and you push the button and it no. turns on and turns off. I guess it's an old American like light switch. Mm. Um, but this one is not like that. It's the same pressure. They're really heavy, mm. um, but it's a flick up and down light switch. And it is, it is a heavy pop. Yeah. And it sounds very like click, click. Mm. And it takes a lot of pressure. It's not just like a regular, like, oh, I'm going to pass it and flick it. Mm. So. Um, he said, another thing that was definitely odd uh, that he remembers was that you would hear a lot of footsteps upstairs. Um, you'd have that uneasy feeling, just kind of the general unease of being watched. Uh, his mom told him a story where when she was down near the barn hanging out with her friends when she was a teenager um it was a weekend that Mamo and Papo had been away Josh and David were off doing something and he couldn't remember where Katrina was either with her or off doing something else um she remembers looking up at the house from the barn and in the bedroom that we are currently in <laughs> there was a figure up in the window when nobody should have been in the house uh, it was a figure of a man torso up standing in the window she remembers telling a friend about it and he thinks that his dad was there at the time and the dad and his dad went up and checked the whole house thinking someone was trying to break in and there was nothing there was nobody there that is insane i think i think that's happened to me i actually took a photo a while back i don't know if i would still have it i think it was on my old ipod where i just wanted a picture of the farm house like on my phone or on my ipod and I, t I snapped a picture, and at the very, like, top window, I think it was actually, like, the second window in, which is still my bedroom, I saw a black shadow figure in that. I 
I'm gonna see if I can find it and hopefully we can post it on Instagram because I know that I took a picture of it. So when we pulled up to the house today, they didn't tell you because I wanted to wait to tell you now and when we'd come up here to check it out, I saw the figure of a person in that window. This one? And when we came up, I saw those blankets piled over there, oh. but they're the wrong shape. Oh, it true. was very distinctly like head and shoulders. Knees up. and toes. Yes. <laughs> and eyes and ears and mouth and nose yeah. as well. No, but like hip up. Okay. Standing in that door, the head was kind of in the top yeah. part of, because it's like a window where you like push this shutter, like the window up like in half kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And the head was above the window. The blankets are well below the window. Yeah. Um, so it was really interesting um, he also distinctly remembers lying down on the couch downstairs. Um, he said, I used to sleep downstairs because the upstairs was, upstairs was a little on the creepy side. Um, but he had some crazy nightmares, uh, here. He had one where he was strapped to a chair and there was this dude, uh, like who had managed to get his mouth open and was like pulling his teeth out like one by one like painfully so he what? said I remember the pain I remember that my head was like also strapped to the chair um and when he woke up he could barely move his jaw because he had been clenching his teeth so hard oh my god <laughs> I've never had nightmares that have anything to do with my teeth and I don't know why so many people do I used to have a dream where I would be sitting in math class it was Miss Cat Hey, Miss Cat. I'm going to make you listen to this. But anyway, Miss Cat, uh, her math class, I'd be sitting in there and my teeth would just like, I'd be like sitting there and like one tooth would fall out and climb to the desk. And I'd be like, okay, weird. And then more would and I'd be like, oh my gosh. And I'd have my hands in front of my mouth trying to catch my teeth and they would just like vomit out of my mouth, basically. How? I looked it up once. I think... And I could be wrong. I thought that I remember looking it up in a dream book. And it was like, it means, like, fortune is coming your way. But that was rubbish because that was poor. as uh. all poor. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Um, another time he was downstairs sleeping on the couch, there had been a toy. Um, like, a battery-operated toy. And the batteries were dying. So Memo had taken them out. And was like, oh, this is just a looking at toy right now. Um, we'll get some new batteries and get it fixed. Mm. Um, and then later that night, he woke up to the toy going off. But it was slow and low, like in a bad quality. Like the, the battery was low. No, I think I remember that. I think it was the Elmo toy. We had like a... This is why I hate Elmo. This is, But like we had... The batteries went into his foot and he was like a touch her like toes. a tickle me oh like he like bent over and was like touch your toes like you know like you know Dude, put your like hands, hands and shoulders yeah yeah and he like sang it and he was like going up and down up and down and i remember um i don't think i was in the room when it went off but i remember hearing about i was in the house because i i lived here and he was staying the night downstairs and i think he just like, I remember, like, seeing it, and then we, we looked in the feet, like, on the bottom where her, the batteries would have gone, and, like, there was no batteries. I think I remember that. Yeah, so he said, um, Memo hadn't put the new batteries into it yet. 
Yeah. And so he says, I remember throwing the blanket over my head and thinking, you know, Mamo taught me nothing in this house will hurt me as long as I keep to my prayers and close my eyes and go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) That is such a Jake answer because when things happen to me, I have to look at them. I can't look away because I'm like, what if that thing comes after me? Oh, God. But Jake, Jake will literally roll over and just cover his head. Him and Miranda both, like, they would just... Oh, it's like, like my it's story fine. about Jay that I have. Hang on. Um, Jay's the same. Yeah. But anyway, the last thing uh, that Jake said, uh, and I quote, the stairwell is just something out of a horror movie, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very narrow and tall yeah, I'm staircase. I'm terrified I'm going to like fall down it every time I yeah. walk. It's very narrow. Because like, it's harsh on the knees, mm-hmm. and I already have bad knees, and I just picture myself getting to the top of that first like that first landing, and just mm-hmm. my knees being like... <laughs> <laughs> I think your knees just falling being like, out. Okay, <laughs> guess I'll just stop working. <laughs> so, my final family story is from my dear husband. Um, he, and I tried to... I told him to, like, tell me in his words. So... Uh, I don't remember how old I was. I couldn't have been more than eight. I remember going downstairs to get something from the kitchen. I think I was hungry, so it must have been a snack. Um, I walked into the kitchen, and I remember seeing an older man that was dressed in, like, an old military uniform. It looked Civil War, uh, but I'm not a big, like, that history buff, like, of that time. So I couldn't date it. Uh, But it had, like, the buttons down each side of the torso. Um, I didn't know who it was, so I turned around and said, Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a very Gerald thing. It is a very him thing. Um, and then I, he was telling me about this, and Katrina was like, yeah, I remember that. I remember you came and told me, and like we looked, and there was no one there. Mm. Um, he never remembers his dreams. Uh, but then he was like, yeah, I don't dream. But then the other night he was like, I remember, I don't remember any nightmares, but I remember going to Mammal about nightmares, and she said to pray and prayed with me. Mm. Um, and then my ghost, farm ghost story, Mm. uh, we were here recently for Memorial Day, uh, so in May, Mm. um, and it was toward the end of the day, most people had gone home, and I really had to pee. No, I was just gonna go, like, adjust, like, you know, my pants and stuff, (laughs) (laughs) and I was walking towards the bathroom downstairs, which is like, so there's the stairs, and there's the bathroom door, and then, how would you, like, on a 90 degree catty angle? Co- catty corner to that. Yeah, is, is Memo and Papal's room. And I stepped in front of the bathroom door, and I was turning to go in there, and I saw a figure of a person, I don't know if it was male or female, um, pass, like, behind the bed, but in front of the, the mirror, yeah. um, set of drawers that are down there, like, directly in front of the... Uh, Which is weird because both are pressed up against the wall. Yeah. That's and that's it. I kind of was like, you know what? I don't need to adjust. Uh, <laughs> I'll just... It'll be fine. I, I can I can wait until I get home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... That is... That's insane. I remember some of those. I remember... That's funny that you say Civil War era because Jake also separate than me saw somebody walking in the field so outside 
there is a hay field on either side of the house and uh, like there is a tree line at the edge of the hay field like kind of like surrounds the whole property yeah the tree line surrounds the whole property and inside the tree line is the hay field and then there's like a gravel driveway and then there's like a yard and a backyard mm-hmm. and stuff and then on the other side of that is another hay field mm-hmm. so he saw somebody walking like in the tree line just out like not in the trees but like just on the tree line mm-hmm. and um some it was a civil war era guy with a gun and i at a different time saw the same person and i didn't tell him this until years later because he told me and i was like well wait and there is a cemetery um here um that is i actually mentioned it in the little bessie episode yeah. the potter's field it now houses all of the fallen soldiers um, in war, basically. And so there's a cemetery nearby for that. But there's also, um, I think there's a Civil War, like, battleground nearby, I want to mm. say. Like, where they actually fought. The old Soldier's Home. I believe that's what it was called. Old Soldier's Home is a road. And there's also a Indian um, reservation or, like, was a reservation, uh, very close to here, and they mention my grandparents' land, and it used to be Native American land, unfortunately, which is really upsetting, but it's probably why there's so much stuff that happens here to a lot of the family members. I think it's something like several homes for Union veterans were in the area or something. Mm -hmm. So, these are in no particular order. But this is stuff that's happened to me while I've lived here. Now, I've mentioned this in the past, but I am extremely sensitive. Um, so, I was just talking to my grandma today to see if she remembers anything else that I could have talked about when I was younger. Some stuff I might not have remembered. And she told me that I used to have an imaginary friend named Emily, which is hilarious because... One of my best friends' name is Emily. (laughs) Hi, Emily. Hi, Emily. (laughs) And she was saying that I was very adamant. I would always talk about her. I would always play with her. And no children lived on the property at the time except for me. And she was so dumbfounded because I was like, yeah, she lives in that that street over there. And there's no street. We are literally (laughs) on a farm. (laughs) There's nothing really around us. And it's just kind of like, I thought it was strange because it's funny that she mentions that because one of the first times that I saw Emily that I remember um, was I was laying in bed one night and I rolled over and I saw a little girl huddled in the corner and she's just like holding herself and she's crying and she's asking for her mom And I remember being like, oh, like, I'll grab my grandma, you know, like, (laughs) she'll know what to do with this strange little girl in my bedroom. So I go downstairs and I try to talk to my grandma and I wake her up and stuff. She's obviously not thrilled that I am waking her (laughs) up (laughs) in the middle of the night to (laughs) tell her there's a girl in my bedroom. And of course she was like, you're lying, go back to bed. So I did and she was gone, but... Um, later on, I did learn that 
there, um, somebody wrote a book and for the life of me, I cannot find this book, but I remember seeing it when I was younger. Um, and I'm, I'm still trying to track it down. Hopefully we can, but it talks about the history of this house and this land. And we know that many families have lived here, but at the time there was a family that lived here with two girls and, um, there was a fire in this bedroom, which there's evidence of. If you peel back the wallpaper in my closet, you can see that it was singed and there's a fire. Um, and I think unfortunately they died in this room. Um, so yeah. And, um, I've seen her a couple of times after that. I remember being outside playing and looking up and seeing her in the attic windows, which was really creepy. Um, I've seen, I've like played with her outside, um, like in the fields and stuff and everything, which I'm sure looked really weird (laughs) from far away. (laughs) But I just remember thinking, you know, she was a real girl and I was just having fun with her, you know, when we were just playing. And to me, ghosts have always appeared solid. Um, which is why it was so funny for me that Bessie was blue, like Scooby-Doo blue, but every ghost normally that I've seen has been completely solid. And so sometimes it's like hard to tell the difference, you know, if they're real or not. So again, these are in no particular order. So I'm going to be jumping around a lot, different ages. Um, so there was one night where I was sitting on the couch downstairs and it was in summer and we had the front door open and the screen door was obviously closed, but you could see out of the screen door and my grandparents are getting ready for bed it's pitch black outside again there are no lights out here you cannot see anything and I was just watching tv finishing the show that me and my grandparents were watching but they were up doing things my grandpa was going back and forth my grandma was in her bedroom which you can see from the couch and we hear what sounds to be like running up to the door and I see a black shadow figure running up to the door and another black shadow figure swallow that black shadow figure. Like it was almost like one person came up to the door and another person came up from behind them and grabbed them and ripped them away. And two of our farm cats, we have a lot of cats out here, two of them got into a very quick spat. Like it was like and like really loud for a split second and then it was just dead silent and I looked over at my grandma who I could again see from the couch and she kind of like came out of her bedroom she was like two cats got in a fight and I was like I think so and I go outside and like it sounded like there was like a scuffle like like two people's like feet slipping on the gravel and I don't know all I, all I could picture was a woman trying to get away from somebody and they the other person coming up behind them and just like grabbing them. I don't know. I got mm. the vibe of a man and woman. I'm not sure. Again, I saw no features. It was just a black mass just in front of the door. And I have never seen anything like that before. I've never seen anything like that since. It was very strange and very out of the blue. So the next story that I have is... Christmas time with my cousins. Um, so for Thanksgiving, my grandparents decided to have all of the boy cousins stay over the night. And then for Christmas, they would have all the girl cousins stay the night. 
so before everyone came over we were watching like movies my grandparents love watching movies my grandpa collects movies so they just bought the da vinci code this is important for later <laughs> they just bought the da vinci code and so i was like oh i'm so smart i know things now and like <laughs> we had a picture of the last supper and everything and i was like ooh, like i'm gonna i'm gonna tell all my cousins about it and like all that stuff <laughs> anyway so everyone shows up we have a good christmas and everything and then that night the girl cousins are supposed to be sleeping over so mm -hmm. just just to show you where everyone is me my cousin miranda and my cousin sarah and my little sister megan are sleeping upstairs not in my old bedroom but in the bedroom across the hall mm. my cousin marissa is downstairs asleep on the couch so we are all upstairs in the other bedroom megan is sleeping in a pull-out trundle bed underneath um the bed in that we were sleeping on miranda was in the middle and me and sarah were on the sides so miranda and uh, megan fall asleep first so me and sarah are up she's taking lots of pictures around the room she's catching lots of like different orbs and like a bunch of weird stuff happening and she we're just like talking and she looks over at me she's like oh we forgot to brush our teeth and I was like oh crap we did and she's like well we can just go downstairs and brush our teeth really quick so my grandparents are very light sleepers my grandma is a huge light sleeper and if you wake her up <laughs> it is not pretty it's very much me uh, so we were literally as silently as possible walking down the, I think it probably took us like 10 minutes to get down these stairs because we were just like I knew where every creak and groan was and I was like <laughs> don't step there but we were reading each other's lips so we get downstairs we brush our teeth silently <laughs> and then at the bottom of the stairs like in the little landing area there's like a coat rack and then underneath the coat rack there was just like a last supper painting that was sitting there so from the bathroom light Sarah is having to read my lips because I'm trying to be so quiet and not wake my grandparents up. And I'm telling her about The Last Supper and the Da Vinci Code and like all that stuff. I thought it was so clever. And all of a sudden we hear our names whispering, Kayla, Sarah. And we look at each other. My blood runs cold thinking, this is it. A demon has us. We're dying. And she looks at me and she gets it first. She's like, oh, we left Miranda upstairs. And I was like, thank god it's only miranda <laughs> so we climb halfway up the stairs and she's peering over the landing and she's like that was not funny and i looked at her and then i looked at sarah and i was like uh what was not funny <laughs> and she said you guys were trying to scare me and i know it and one thing you have to know is my cousin sarah is very religious she is not one to lie about anything she's very like mm. heart of gold stick oh, yeah. to it she's just not that type of person so she likes to play like little jokes on people and stuff here and there but she's not like a stick to it forever and like actually lie about it mm -hmm. but we were genuinely confused by what she meant and we kept looking at her and we were like what are you talking about and i was scared that my grandparents were going to wake up and that we were going to be in trouble so mm -hmm. i shooed them back into the room and Miranda was like, I heard you guys, like, whispering and giggling while climbing up the stairs. Now, you would have 
to pass me and Sarah to go up the stairs. Mm. And Marissa was passed out on the couch when we were right. down there and we could hear her snoring. We could still hear her <laughs> snoring because she, she does snore. And my little sister Megan still passed out in the turtle bed. So we just did not know what she was talking about. Kept telling her, Miranda, I don't know what you mean. I don't know why you were saying this. Mm. And she's like, I heard you giggling, walking up the stairs, and I saw your little fingers and your faces peer into the crack of the door saying we're gonna scare her we're gonna get her so good and she was in tears and I was just staring at her like dumbfounded because I had no idea what she was talking about and I still don't know what she was talking about me and Sarah tried to bring it up to her the day after um when we were eating breakfast and she got really pale and she was like I don't want to talk about that and just moved on and I love you Miranda but you are one for the dramatics and she would <laughs> she would love to just kind of if it was a sto- if it was a good story and she was messing with somebody she would she would start laughing and giggling and being like oh yeah whatever it's fine so it's very rare when she does like get pale and like i mean that was probably the only time i ever saw her do that so that was a really scary one and another story that i have is there was a Miamisburg parade going on in the Miamisburg Square. And I decided to bring a friend over. And we picked her up and we went to Miamisburg. So this is not the farm. This is important for later. <laughs> I promise. So my friend's name is Brittany. And this is like middle school. This is probably like fifth grade. And we go to my stepmom's house. She wasn't my stepmom at the time, but my dad was dating her. We go to her house. It's called the Blue House because it was blue, but she had a lot of really creepy stuff happen there too. So my friend Brittany thought it would be fun at the time to say a name in the mirror three times. Mm -hmm. It is not Bloody Mary. It is something different, and Mm-mm. I refuse. Mm-mm. I Mm-mm. refuse to say the name, Mm-mm. and I will not say it. I will not say it once, and I will not say it several Mm-mm. times. Um, so, because what happened to me next was extremely terrifying, and it happened to me in this house, so I refuse to say it again. Mm-hmm. So she says this specific name um, three times in the mirror, and I'm standing by the doorway, and the mirror is not facing me, but like I can see her in the mirror. And there's a little nightlight in there, so in my head, I'm like, this is not even going to work. And, like, (laughs) I could hear the adults outside walking around. And she's, like, standing there, and she's like, nothing's happening. And I was like, yeah, I didn't think so. And I walk up behind her, and I see, like, I see something weird in the mirror behind us. (laughs) And I look at her, and while I look away, she sees a face, and I can see it starting to form in the mirror. She gets scared mm-hmm. and runs to the light and slams it on. And I didn't see the face fully, um, but she said she did, and she was terrified. Well, I didn't really think much of it because, you know, like, yeah, it was creepy. Yeah, we kind of saw a face and stuff, but, like, I didn't really think anything of it. I was like, okay, we're just going to put but this. But, you know, whatever. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. I put it behind me. We went to the parade. It was very loud. I was like, 
I had so much fun. We had cotton candy. There's a little hamburger, um, like, cart thing there. And, like, it was really good. Well, we took Brittany home. And we were getting back to the farm. And it's a little later. Like, it's just starting to be dark outside. It's, it's just starting to be dark outside. And... I go and I'm like watching TV with my grandparents again. I go and I take a shower and while I'm in the shower, I hear Kayla in the corner of my ear, like in like just very like a whisper. And I like go really cold. Like I start to panic. And I think my grandma has yelled for me and I've just interpreted it as mm. whispering, I guess, over the water. So I go, "Yeah, Mama? Yeah?" And she comes to the door and she's like, what are you, what, are you yelling for me? And I was like, no, were you yelling for me? And she said, no. And I was like, okay. So I'm rubbing shampoo in my hair and I'm like, okay, you know. And then I hear Kayla, like again, in my ear. And I panic. And so I think, again, my grandma's calling me. So I'm like, yes, mama. <laughs> and she's like, honey, I'm not calling you. So I was like, oh my gosh, Okay. So, I'm trying to rinse the shampoo out of my hair, and I hear, Kayla, like, really heavily in my ear. So, I'm like, nope. <laughs> I shut the water off. I didn't even rinse the shampoo out of my hair. And I just get out. I immediately get out. And I kept hearing, like, whispering around me. Like, I would go rub my head with a towel, and I would just hear, Kayla, like, in my ear. <laughs> and it would just freak me out so I start panicking and I tell my grandparents I'm not sleeping in my bedroom tonight because <laughs> as you've heard from Jake's story it's creepy upstairs I said I'm sleeping on the couch my grandma was like okay as long as you sleep <laughs> so that's I'm, a very memorable thing to say <laughs> yeah so I'm laying on the couch and it is thunderstorming out really really heavily and I I don't know if I've said this, but my grandparents like it pitch black in the house to sleep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely no light. Otherwise, they will not be able to sleep. It has to be dead silent and it has to be pitch black. So my mistake was saying that I would sleep downstairs because in my bedroom, I'd be able to at least sleep with my light on. <laughs> but I was so terrified to be alone and I wanted to know that my grandparents were right there. But it did not help that it was just pitch black so I'm looking around and I just feel all of this negative energy around me and mm. I hear my name being whispered again Kayla and I'm like no please dear god no like I'm freaking out I look to my left because the couch the back of the couch against the wall is to my right so I look to my left which is towards the kitchen and I see these weird like black blob like shadow figure things like they weren't of any shape whatsoever mm. it was just like these weird blob things just flying around in the air and every time it would thunder and light up they would disappear but when it would go away I would see them again and I kept thinking okay my eyes are playing tricks on me mm. I had a lot going on and there's just you know, it was the parade. It was the parade. Right. Like, it was just, you know. A lot of know, excitement. And a lot just, of excitement yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So, I just thought, whatever. I hear my name again. Kayla. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then the black shadow figures move from the kitchen to the living room. Mm -mm. And they're 
the ceiling, they're on the ground, they're like going around everywhere. And I'm panicking really hard because Mm -hmm. this thing is getting closer to me. I, I don't physically see anything get closer to me, Mm. but I can hear it physically getting closer to me. It is saying my name, whispering it, and it is getting faster and faster and closer and closer. And it's just like, Kayla, 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 Kayla. And I'm like literally crying my eyes out because I am so petrified i have the blankets all the way up to my neck i am hunkered down as low as i can go on the couch i am shaking i'm freezing it's freezing cold this was in the middle of summer and my grandparents do not believe in ac (laughs) so i was freezing i literally was so cold i was crying and when it got almost like touching my ear saying my name and it was getting angrier and angrier and angrier so I fling my blankets away from me and I go into my grandparents room and I was like mammal I am so panicked right now I don't know what to do so at the time and not to bring this up um but I was religious at the time and I was um I was praying and she prayed with me and everything I go to lay back down on the couch and um, I'm just like hoping to God literally that he will just make anything go away. Mm. I didn't hear any of the whispering while I was in there talking to my grandma. I didn't hear any of it. Mm -hmm. I go back into the living room. I'm hearing the whispering again and I'm just, I'm sobbing. Like I'm literally, I've never been so scared in my life. Genuinely. Yeah. I I can't. So the whispering gets faster and faster. I, I just, I couldn't. So I'm literally, the whispering is getting faster and faster and faster. And I'm praying and praying and praying. And then all of a sudden, it just stops. Mm. The whispering stops. The shadows, like, go away. Like, they're not there anymore. They just disappear. And the storm completely stops. All at the exact same time. And, like, to this day, I have never heard demon whispering or anything <laughs> like that ever again. But I will say I was so traumatized from that moment that people who whisper around me really terrify me so like if you come up behind me and go hey kayla like just really quietly Mm. i will jump out of my skin so i'm easily scared um i used to not be easily scared but because i've had so many paranormal experiences Mm. i've just had things just sneak up behind me so i just i get very scared i get in my own head and i'm like trying to prepare myself for anything and i've just i get scared easy so a lot of my coworkers at work will like if they come up behind me too fast or if they say something too fast or if they whisper around me, like, I just, I, oh my god, and I just get really scared. So, some tinier stories was, there was one time where I was laying in my room, obviously, and I woke up in the morning, actually, I think it was morning, because there was light outside, mm. and there was, I was at the edge of my bed, like, on my side, and... There was just a little girl in my face. And it was not the same little girl that I played with when I was a kid. I was a lot older at this point. I was in high school. She was very stereotypically, like, wearing a white dress. (laughs) But it looked like a nightgown to me. Mm. Um, Like an older nightgown. And she was just in my face. (laughs) And I sat up, and she she stayed where she was, and she looked like her eyes followed me, but she didn't move her face. And I, like went like this like and rubbed my face like really quickly to be like what is happening and she was gone another another like really smaller story was I was in the bedroom across the hall and I was 
laying down on the bed and I was trying to go to sleep. But my little sister, I was trying to take a nap. Mm. This is when I napped, I guess. <laughs> I don't nap now because I get sick when I nap. I miss those days. I know. But my little sister, Megan, who is my favorite person in the whole world. Sorry. Okay. My little sister, Megan, comes up and she's like looking at me weird. And I'm like, I'm because I, I opened one eye because I'm she was in my face mm. and I was just like can I help you and she was like well, she was really young she was probably about four or five she was like sissy why are you laying on that lady and I looked at her and I was like what why am I what she's like why are you laying on her and so I decided to get up and not lay on that lady anymore because I did not know what she was talking about <laughs> that's so weird though that she could see and, and I couldn't could yeah I thought that was so strange. She just said it like, like she ran up to me like she was gonna like tell me something else, and she just like quirks her head really like mm-hmm. far, and she gives me like a strange look, and she's like, "Sissy, why are you laying on that lady?" <laughs> like very like stern and oh, like I know I miss her being that young. Um, well, what's the age difference between you two? I thought we had six years. Asked that. Yeah, six years. Yeah, yeah. So she's four or five. Um, I was about 10, 11. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was really weird. (laughs) Another smaller story was, um, there is a piece of wood in the doorframe, like at the top of the doorframe in the attic. Mm. So if you climb up one of two steps into the attic and then you turn around and look at the top of the doorframe, you will see like this piece of wood. And there was handprints on that piece of wood like they looked like I don't know it looked like old blood that had been soaked into the wood for like years Mm. in my opinion my grandpa was fixing up the attic and he took that piece of wood down and put a new one up and handprints appeared again so he took the wood down and replaced it and the handprints showed up again and I thought it was weird. My grandpa did not think much of it. He was like, yeah, weird. And just moved. It happens. He just, yeah, he just moved on with his life. And I think he took it down and replaced it. Or he just took it down Mm. either way. But I don't think the handprint showed back up. Which was a little strange because, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little? Just a little. Just a little. Handprints on a piece of wood. (laughs) Just a little odd. Just a little odd. Um, so a lot of the times when I would be alone in the house, sometimes when people were there too, but I would hear it mostly when I was alone because I feel like it was just so quiet. And I don't like making a lot of noise when it's really quiet. I just feel really strange. Mm. So most of the time I'd be reading, honestly, and not really making noise when I was alone. So I was reading one day downstairs um, on the couch, and I could hear what sounded like a party going on upstairs but like not like a rager like it's Britney bitch like party (laughs) this was like an old like clinking glasses and like wearing nice gowns and like the flutter of like you know the gowns moving around and everything Mm. and people walking around and stuff and it would be like a bunch of people talking like you know just like a like muttering And I would think that somebody had left a TV on upstairs. So I would walk upstairs uh, to turn it off and the TV would be off. 
and we would I sorry I would walk around and look and Mm. be like there's no one here obviously Mm. there's no tvs on and as I'm looking for where this noise was coming from I would hear what would sound like party noises downstairs and I was like what is happening so I went back downstairs to try to find if I left a tv on downstairs Mm. and there was no tv on and it would just do that all day long like I would go upstairs nothing would be up there go back downstairs nothing would be down there and so I would just get used to the noise in the background it was so strange and it would happen all the time there are times where because the attic door was right outside my bedroom door and there were times where the attic door would just come unlatched Mm. and there were times since I've moved out that I've had other people tell me that they've been staying here uh just here and there and that the attic door would just come unlatched Mm. now there's a different latch on it and I believe it's secured differently but um yeah there used to be like a little old like pull up thingy and like it would just open so when I was younger growing up I would always hear what sounded like footsteps in the attic um and it would never be like skittering or like like animal movements it would be like heavy boots on the attic floor Mm -hmm. which would be my ceiling and I would hear a lot of walking around in the attic Mm. I would just be laying here at night just listening to whoever it was just going thump 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 like walking around it sounded like they were pacing Mm. and I never knew what it was I was too scared to go check it out and recently my aunt Sheila who lives across the hall now she she didn't used to live across the hall when I was growing up but she lives across the hall now, and she told me that, because I was asking her, hey, do you have any ghost stories or anything? Mm. I didn't tell her any of mine, and she was like, yeah, you know, I hear walking around in the attic, and it's weird because there's nothing up there. I was like, wow, that is so strange. Tell me more. (laughs) And she was like, it sounds like heavy footsteps, like heavy boot footsteps. And I was like, oh, wow, I've never heard of such a thing. That is insane. (laughs) She's like, yeah, I know. So apparently she hears the footsteps in the attic, too, which is crazy to me. Um, And so a couple of, like, my aunt's stories. My Aunt Tina. So this is Sarah, her mom. So this is the same Sarah that I was showing off about the Da Vinci Code after we were brushing our teeth. (laughs) This is her mom. So her mom is very sensitive to things, too. They actually live in a haunted house right now, um, and it is horrifying, so we'll probably do an episode on that, <laughs> because it is insane. Well, But we will not be going there. I, I mean, I don't mind going. Well, mm-hmm. I would much rather stay here than I would at their house, because their oh, no. house is demonic. No, I'm, no. Their house is, Absolutely not. it's very demonic. Here, no. here at this house, it's just kind of like, residual hauntings and just like you kind of just see things out of the corner of your eye you hear footsteps and like people talking and stuff except for what happened to me on the couch i think that was a standalone thing because i think my friend Brittany at the time just like conjured some oh, sort of demon. i was gonna ask did yeah. she say anything about oh Brittany? yeah i never asked her so like i don't know why i I was so scared because I used to get made fun of when I was little for, like, being sensitive towards things. Mm. And I think I was just so 
petrified of being made fun of mm. um, that I just didn't say anything to her because Man. I moved schools a lot when I was a kid and I just didn't want I, I she was the first friend I had made and I didn't want to <laughs> get made fun of I came to school horrified that like because it was over the weekend that the mm. parade happened so I came to school horrified the next Monday and she came to school looking fine, but <laughs> some people look fine and then they're like tore up on the inside. Right, so maybe she exactly. did experience stuff. I didn't really talk to her after that a lot though. I just made some new friends and we just kind of <laughs> life went on. Yeah, it was really strange. <laughs> it was a brief affair. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, my aunt Tina. So she used to sneak into the house at night and stay the night with my uncle David. So she married into the family, but she's known my Uncle David for years, like literally since they were in high school. So she would sneak into the house, and she would sleep in his bed. She was a little naughty. And there was... I hate that accent, but okay. (laughs) I I know, me too. So there was a time where she was laying in bed with him, and she felt the bed dip like he had gotten out of bed. And they used to have these, like, weights on the ground to, like, work out. And she saw David, my Uncle David, get out of bed and walk past the weights. And then he hit his foot on one of the weights. And you could hear it go, dung. And he goes, ah, and, like, grabs his foot. Sorry. Did you hear that? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know why I feel like I'm about to cry. I've never... You've been in my apartment when we've both heard things and I've never reacted that way. Sorry. That was really... It sounded like a breathy... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. I can't do whispering. I genuinely cannot do whispering. Sheila's door is closed. Mm Mm-hmm. And she does not snore. Yeah. It sounded like it was right outside the door. I'm like shaking right now. <laughs> I need a second. I'm sorry. You're fine. Do you want a candy? No, I'm okay. I'm gonna take a drink. It's not even the worst I've experienced here, and that really scared me. That was, that was a man's like breathy, like <sighs> she saw him like grab his foot and go, oh, you know, like bent over, like it hurt him to like kick the weight. <laughs> Which, I mean, fair. Yeah. And he starts to walk towards the door and open the door. And she goes, David, where are you going? And she feels movement behind her in bed. So she rolls over and she sees David rolling to look at her and say, what are you talking about? And at the time, my Uncle David and my dad um, shared a room And so she thought, oh, maybe it's Josh. Mm. So she rolled over to look and see where my dad was, and he was still laying in his bed. And so she goes, okay, and then looks back. And this is where it's fuzzy. Either the figure just leaves or the figure is just standing there holding the door. I can't remember which one it is. Either way, terrifying. Hate Mm. that so much. (laughs) And then... One other 
um, story that I remember her telling me was, and this was backed up by my dad and my aunt. Um, so her, my uncle David, my, um, dad and my aunt Katrina, and I think some other friends or whatever shoved themselves into this tiny car (laughs) and we have a really long driveway to get to the main road. It's a, it's almost a mile long. And so they had to push this car <laughs> up the driveway instead of starting the car um, to... Were they trying to, like, sneak out? They were something? sneaking out in the middle oh, okay. of the night, yeah. So they're, they get halfway down the driveway, and there are trees lining the driveway. But when you're leaving, there is, like... And when you're coming in, but it's on your right instead when you're coming in. So when they're leaving, it's on your left. Mm. It is an open field... And every so often there's like a tree and it's like bare in between. Mm. So there's a really big tree on your left as you're leaving and the branches kind of overhang the driveway Mm. and they used to overhang the driveway more. So at this time, the the branch would be almost in the middle of the driveway, like above it. Right. Now it's been cut back. But anyway, they were leaving and one of them looked up into this tree and saw what was like red eyes just like sitting in the tree so they stopped the car Mm -hmm. and they all looked out and saw this figure just staring at them with red eyes and it looked like a humanoid figure uh hunched in the branches and it like leaned out of the branches to like look at them and all they could see was like a shadow figure and red eyes Mm. and i don't know what happened after that they all were like terrified and i think they just took off i want to say um forget about sneaking out let's just start the car oh right exactly um so yeah and i think the only other story i had for you was um separate times i saw a black carriage with no horses um going up and down the driveway it was either leaving or coming in but i saw a black carriage uh just by itself um just moving and there was another time where my grandma was doing the dishes and she looks up and she goes who's that coming down the driveway and I think it was either me or somebody else I can't remember um and I was like like what are you talking about or or they did or something I don't know I don't remember but anyway I remember her telling me that she saw a black carriage also Mm. coming down the driveway and she was really confused and she was like you know there was no horses pulling it or anything i didn't see it a second time only she saw it so Mm. i thought that was strange but i will say everyone who has ever stayed here has that's a bug say everyone who has ever slept here or stayed here has had horrific nightmares (laughs) yay yeah so this is kaylin's first time for us (laughs) i have chronically like I have chronic nightmares. Like, I have really, really bad, horrific yeah, nightmares every see, night. I have sleep paralysis. I do not, and I will... I will leave you in this room if you... No. If I see your demon. If I see your sleep paralysis demon. Don't sleep on we your back. We don't talk about him. <laughs> anyway. Or them. I don't want to, you know... <laughs> Assume. <laughs> so, some of my nightmares I was going to tell you guys... So one of them was, it was getting late at night, and for some reason in my nightmares on the farm, they always 
tell me, like, and by they, I mean my family members in my dreams are always telling me, don't go out at night, don't go, don't go roam the land at night for some reason. Um, they've never told me this in real life. No one's ever told me that it is scary to be outside or to not walk around outside. I used to play outside in the dark, um, before going to bed at night. Like, my grand- my grandparents would watch me from the kitchen window and stuff while they were doing dishes and everything, and I would just play with the lightning buds and stuff, and... <laughs> and Emily. And Emily, apparently, yeah, I guess. And it was just... It was just so weird, because in all of my dreams, they're always like, don't go out at night, don't go out at night, and it's crazy. And I never felt fear when I was outside in the middle of the night. Anyway, uh, in my dreams, I was fearful, but in real life, I wasn't. That's what I'm sorry mm. to clarify. Anyway, so in my dream, one of my dreams, they were t- my family members were telling me to board up the windows, board up the doors, like, you know, all of this stuff. And I look outside, and I just see thousands of just people running towards the house from all different directions, from all sides of the house, just running as fast as possible out of the tree line. And they were all zombies. And we had just finished boarding up most of the stuff, and we just had the door to do, and we were all rushing to do it. And I looked over, and my grandpa, who would never do this in real life, (laughs) just had the door wide open. Wide open. We were horrified. We were screaming at him, stop stop and um we were telling him to close the door and so one of the zombies ran up the porch and slammed through the screen door and grabbed him and threw him over the balcony of the back porch and i just see him struggling and i had to fight my way through the zombies they're getting in the house they're killing everyone i love i was trying to save my grandparents like we were trying or i was trying to save my grandpa we were trying really hard to get them the lights just flickered. I yep. don't know if you saw that. Yep. <laughs> yep. We have these little squishy dudes that we got at the um, Dollar, Dollar, just the Dollar Tree today. And I don't think I've looked up from playing with them once. <laughs> <laughs> so far we've heard a male like groaning. Like <sighs> like a really breathy like noise. And the lights have flickered. So. I... <laughs> I'm like tearing up. I'm sorry. It's fine. I said to Jay, I was like, "Can I call you to like come rescue me <laughs> if I need to?" And he's like, "Yeah, of course." Oh. <laughs> I was like, "We can also drive home if you need to." No, it's fine. Let's keep going. <laughs> so, anyway, um, yeah, and I fought my way out, and I jumped over the balcony which is not feasibly possible because it is so high up and i land next to my grandpa and his entire face had been beaten in and it was very bloody and his bones were crushed and his whole face he was completely unrecognizable it had just been eaten in like to the bottom of the skull and his guts were out like his oh yeah his like everything his just everything out. Yeah, hate that. It was horrific. And I was so heartbroken. I spent the rest of the night just fending off zombies from his body and stuff. And I just remember feeling so distraught. Like, literally, a heart could not break harder. Um, and 
it was really hard. There have been so many dreams here that I have just had that are just, just so, like, what is happening? Like, one of my dreams, this is probably one of my favorite dreams that I've had. There is the farmhouse and then two or three other, like, structures on the same land. But where there is just plain grass and, like, a front yard, uh, there is just, like, fields. So the fields on either side stretched out into the middle of the farmhouse, too. So the farmhouse was covered in, like, wheat fields and, like, these other structures were. And there's another house on the land that's just, like, this tall white house. And I would always walk through the wheat field and walk into this house. And all of it was abandoned and overgrown. And this is, the, to clarify, this isn't the dream. This isn't in real life. Yeah, this is yeah. in the dream. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, the, the structures are not there in, in real life. Real life. Yeah. And they never have been. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I would walk into the house, and everything would just be covered with sheets. So, like, the furniture was covered in sheets, like, um, any lamps, any chairs, like, t- coffee tables, everything was just covered in sheets. And as you're going through the house, you know, it's golden hour, so there's just, like, sunlight. Like, the last rays of sunlight are just coming in the windows, and you're just, you know, there's dust in the air. And I go from room to room looking at everything, and then I go up into the attic. And there's obviously sheets on everything again. And the only thing in the whole house that is not covered with a sheet is a doll sitting on top of a sheet that is on top of a chair. So the chair is covered in a sheet, and then there's just a doll sitting on top of the sheet on the mm. chair. Um, not a creepy doll. I don't find dolls creepy, but I do. I don't know if other people. I know you do, but like, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I thought it looked pretty harmless to me. But I lifted up the sheet on the bed, and I pulled out an old suitcase from underneath the bed. It's dusty. It's gross. I can feel it. How cold it is, and how like dirty it is. Mm. And I go to, like, pop the little tabs to open the suitcase. But before I can open it, I wake up. And I always wake up before I can open it. Mm. And that's a more calmer dream that I've had. But most of my dreams have been way harder. Like, there were times where I've been, like, abducted by aliens. Hmm. And that was terrifying. There have been times where... Um, like there's one dream that I had that I was walking down the lane, which is what we call, it's the driveway. It's the really long, like almost mile long driveway, Mm. but we were walking down the lane and, um, I was with my dad and my aunt at the time and it starts getting dark outside. Like it's the, the light is starting to dim. Like it's, the sun is still up, but you know, you can tell it's getting late. Yeah. He looks at my aunt and he gets really nervous and he's like, we have to go back to the house. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's where we're headed right now. And he's like, we have to go now. And I'm like, okay. And I know my mom was supposed to come visit me in my dream. Like, she was supposed to come to the farm Mm. to visit me. And he was like, you need to call your mom and you need to tell her not to come out this late because she cannot be out here this late. And I was like, why? What's the big deal? Like, why can't she come see me? And he's like, "Just, just tell her that she's not allowed to come. Like, she cannot be out here this late. And so I called her. And I told her, like, we get back to the house. I called her and I told her, I said, hey, you probably shouldn't come. It's getting late. And she insists. She's like, you know what? I'm going to risk it. I'm going to come see you. 
So nighttime falls and the windows are boarded up and everything, but the doors aren't. So I leave in the middle of the night and um, I can't find my mom's car anywhere. She's just not come to see me. So I'm walking through the grounds and I hear all of these things like running around and like all this other stuff. And I walk into the woods and um, I find a graveyard, which there's not, I don't think there's a graveyard in the woods, honestly. Um, at least not a marked graveyard. Um, this yeah. was a marked graveyard, like there were headstones. And there was like these goblins or something. Like, I don't know if they were goblins. I don't know what they were. I didn't see them, but they were like chanting and like saying all this crazy stuff and just mm. like doing this weird ritual with the fire and everything. And I'm hunkered down behind a headstone and I'm terrified I look down at my hands and I'm covered in blood my lap is covered in blood I'm just covered in blood I panic and I like start to leave and I hear them go what was that and so I'm like holding my breath terrified once they go about their business again I get up and I just book it back to the house it's starting to become light out again like um morning is coming Mm. and I see my mom's car like parked out underneath the tree and I was like oh my mom's here she finally made it and I look inside her car and she's not in there so I'm looking around and I'm looking around and a a, something falls onto her car Mm. and I look up into the tree that her car is parked under and her mangled body Mm. is hanging in the tree branches her arm is barely hanging onto the socket anymore it's just like a piece of flesh um and her face is broken in and her whole body is just mangled and I just remember screaming my head off and I woke up I I don't scream when I wake up I don't I've never like sat up really heavily I've never done anything crazy like that but it's just been like strange Mm. but that's just a couple of my nightmares I will say <laughs> just some little fun ones just some you. fun nightmares but I will say um, outside of the ghost stuff there is some um, UFO activity I guess that you could say so sometimes we would wake up in the mornings and the fields would have crop circles in them and It would also have these weird indents that you could tell an animal has laid here. So it was very different. Um, Where the deer would lay in the hay uh, field, it would kind of like, it was pushed down and up and out. Like they have like just sat here. But the crop circles were a perfect circle and they were flat and the hay itself was bent like woven on top of each other all the way around Mm. and we would have that sometimes my grandparents they don't they don't pay no mind to anything nope my grandpa goes out there my what a strange circle (laughs) and then just moves on with his life (laughs) with those exact same words (laughs) probably not (laughs) but you imagine pebble yeah what a strange circle (laughs) I can never imagine him saying that, but it would be hilarious like, if he did. <laughs> but yeah, and there was another night where I was laying in bed, and I was, like, I just sat up. I don't know what happened. I don't know what convinced me to just sit up. Mm. But I just, I remember I woke up in the middle of the night, and I just sat up. 
and I looked out my window that was at the edge, like, at the foot of my bed. And this is in real life. This all happened. Yeah. And I looked outside, and I could see lights in the sky, like, three little lights. And I was like, okay. And they smushed together to make one big light, and then one would break off, and then another would break off, and they would do these weird things in the sky, Mm -hmm. and just make all these weird, like, shapes and stuff, and it would, they would all break off, and then there would be, like, 12 in the sky, and then they would all come back together, and just be one giant ball in the sky again, and this was, this went on for, like, an hour or two, and for some reason, I watched the whole thing, And then the sun started to come up, and they kind of shot off into the distance. Mm. And I have never seen anything like that again. I've never seen anything like that beforehand. Um, So it was a very strange, like, you know, I didn't go back to sleep after that. I literally stayed, sat sat up the whole time, and I just got out of bed. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to go back to sleep. Because Mm -hmm. one of my biggest fears is aliens. I'm terrified of aliens. So I was like, there's no way. There's no way I'm going back to bed. (laughs) So, yeah. There's just a lot of really creepy things that have happened here. A lot of family members have experienced slamming doors, footsteps, um, a lot of breathy sighs, just a bunch of crazy stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm doing my, my feelings check in oh. right now. I'm feeling very anxious. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, yeah, just a bunch of stuff happening weird stuff stuff. (laughs) but that's all we have for you tonight on halloween (laughs) we hope you check back in in the morning and (laughs) yeah we might check back in in the morning and let you guys know what we've heard what we've seen so oh there was there was a clack in the hallway actually i don't know if we caught that oh lovely yeah (laughs) Anyway. Love that for us. Those uh, fairy lights are staying on, dude. Oh, yeah, for sure. I can't sleep in the dark. It's pitch black here. But, yeah. So, next week, um, if we don't check back in in the morning, (laughs) (laughs) next week I'm doing Summerton Man, which is really exciting because it's one of my favorite cases. I don't even know if you could call it a case. It's odd. It's very odd. It's very strange. So, yeah. And then I haven't decided on what I'm going to do the following week. I have ghost ships written down, but I couldn't find a lot of information about them. Mm -hmm. Or if I did, it wasn't like... It's not super paranormal, it's just kind of odd. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it'll be a surprise for everybody. (laughs) We'll probably check back in in the morning to let you guys know what happened. I don't know if there's a way to, like, record while we're sleeping to see oh, if anything it happens. Oh, record for that long. Oh, really? Mm. I, don't, I mean, I have another recording software that we could use. We'd have to plug it in. We could. Mm. I'm terrified of what I would hear, and I'm not really looking forward to having to listen to, like, seven hours of footage, but... True. We can try. But, yeah, thanks so much, guys, and happy Halloween. <laughs> and, um, we hope you enjoy this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Or spooky stuff. <laughs> Bye. Good morning, ghosties. This is our morning check-in. Um, well, by morning we mean noon. <laughs> <laughs> it's morning for us. We stayed up pretty late. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, in the middle of recording, I don't know if we're going to keep it in there, but we heard a man just, just like sighing. And my grandparents on the other side of the house and Sheila, my aunt, is the only one across the hall and she is on antibiotics to be like, she's sick right now, so um, she's out to the world. <laughs> she doesn't snore, she kind of just sleeps very peacefully. We didn't and hear anything else from her room all night. No, it was right outside our door that we heard the, <sighs> like it was a very like heavy sigh. If we can hear it. Yeah, I'll, we'll keep it in, I'll listen when I edit. I've got a few hours yeah. of editing to do. We unfortunately forgot. Um, well, not forgot, but we unfortunately were talking in the middle of when it happened, so I don't even know if it caught it. But you can hear our live reactions, which <laughs> if we did, wanted to put that in, we I'm, put that If in you're here. okay with me putting yeah. it in, I'm okay with putting it yeah. in. We could put it in at the end if you want. Yeah. I didn't have the greatest of nights sleep. Um, I had three separate nightmares and they were all kind of, so my dreams are very, very vivid. Uh, so I wasn't really aware that they were nightmares until I was woken up from them. Um, and I mean, they were all pretty, like, (laughs) they weren't as gruesome as the things that you were talking about, (laughs) but like the first one I was lying there and I was looking at you. And you had, like, your back to me, and I didn't feel right. Like, I kind of felt, uh, I don't know, like, I felt, it was kind of like an out-of-body feeling, where I kind of felt like something was trying to, like, be in my body, like, possess me. Like, that's such, like, a (laughs) dramatic word, but... Uh, and I just, I felt really like in a lot of pain and it was just odd. And so I woke up and I thought that it was just cause it was like in the nighttime and everything else. And then the second time was the same sort of continuation. And then the third time and in between, I kept hearing like knocks, like taps from upstairs. Like when I was awake it, like, in the attic. Yeah. But it sounded I, for like Australians, like, you know, like when like you're there's like gum nuts dropping on a roof like it's like oh. tinier than acorns oh, okay. but we're not under a tree no so no and it was the attic roof it wasn't yeah. like the roof roof yeah so I just didn't sleep very well like it, they don't I don't know <laughs> it was just a very weird weird night's sleep I feel like I've slept for like hours and haven't slept at all oh same that bed is not as comfortable as I remember it being <laughs> But I think I heard some, like, walking around in the middle of the night, but I just went back to sleep. I'm so used to it yeah. here that I don't even question anything anymore. But I don't, I didn't have any, um, like, too bad nightmares, um, but just kind of, like, all the normal stuff that I normally have. Mm. But it was, I don't know. I feel like I, I... I feel like I got knocked out. Like, I feel Mm. like somebody literally knocked me out, and then I just slept all night. (laughs) I feel like the worst of it was definitely while we were filming the podcast. Like, I was scared when I heard the tapping, or the, the, it sounded like pebbles, or like something dropping against the ceiling. ceiling. Um, Just over and over and over again. But it was definitely scary. Like, I couldn't even look around that room. 
when really? I barely looked at you the whole time we were recording last night, and I don't think I was even that, um, like, as talkative as I usually am. Like, I was kind of like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, mm, yeah. Because mm. I just, I felt... Repressed? I don't know. Like, I felt like someone was, like, standing over me looking, like, if you talk, like, mm-hmm. something's going to happen. And mm-hmm. it was just, it was, I've never... I was odd. To, I used to have those feelings when I was young. I used to be really scared to, like, talk in the silence. It was really weird. Like, we explained it last night that if you feel like, you feel like if you talk really loud or something, like, something bad's going to happen. You're going to be disruptive, yeah. Yeah, you're going to be disruptive, like... And not in, like, a wake-my-grandparents type way. Just, no. it's different. Like, we're alone in the house right now. My grandparents are away. And there's, it's just me and Kaylin. And we're still talking pretty quiet. It's yeah. pretty, it's just a quiet house. Yeah. And the walls are really thick and they're brick. So, mm. I think it's just keeps all the noise in and keeps all the noise out. So, it's just very quiet in here. So, it kind of just seems like, oh, I don't want to be too loud. You but know? I don't feel as like cowed like repressed Mm -hmm. as I did upstairs like I'm more Mm -hmm. relaxed downstairs and I don't know if it's because it's noon Mm -hmm. the sun is up I can see everything around me it also Mm -hmm. doesn't help that upstairs there's like windows and so many different like glass reflections like Mm -hmm. even just like old window panes that are Mm -hmm. just propped around the room yeah like anywhere that I looked I was terrified that I was going to see someone else in that room with us because I just in the reflections because I, I, I literally felt like there was That's interesting. something or someone else in there I us. I know I keep saying, well, I felt that way when I was younger. But, like, <laughs> I've tried to keep, like, some smaller feelings that I've had from you just to see what mm. you feel. And when I was younger, I was scared to look in a lot of the mirrors and the reflection services. Actually, we're standing by um, the laundry room and the washer and dryer has, like, little glass windows yeah. and stuff. When I would go in there to use the bathroom, I would be really scared to look in the reflections of the washer and dryer. And, like, my grandma has... Sorry. My grandma has a bunch of, like, like furniture around with glass in it. glass doors, yeah. Yeah, and I would be scared to look in those. And, like, I would be scared to look behind me and see what's behind me and, like, all that stuff. And I, I... I don't know. I've been that way ever since I was little. So it's kind of weird that you say that, that you're scared to see somebody else. I would also walk into cold air pockets. I don't know if you've experienced yeah, that oh, yet. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You haven't that said whole, anything the, the staircase. It's yeah, weird because I've always felt this way. But when I get to that top step on the, the first, like, like before mm-hmm. you get to that landing, mm-hmm. I always, like, waver mm-hmm. and kind of, like like something is pushing me back yeah oh yeah like I kind of get there and like I'm about to step forward but something kind of is pushing me back and I kind of was like oh oh," and just keep going up the steps and it happens every time that's why I don't go upstairs I think one of the grandkids here had been pushed down the stairs at one time and mama kept telling that like they were very adamant that they had been pushed but then my grandma was telling them there's no buddy mm. that could push you down the stairs. Everybody that is here is down here. Mm. Um, you probably just fell. And they were very adamant. I can't remember who it was. But I remember somebody falling down the stairs. Um, I don't 
Uh, yeah, it was really odd. But it's it's the coldest in the house is in that stairway. That's true, yeah. Um, it's a little... It's chilly in front of the attic door. That's what that wall is, like, right before you come into your mm-hmm. room, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but we did have the fan on in the bedroom. So I was like, well, maybe I'm just imagining it. Like, Yeah. But, like, when we went downstairs to go to the restroom before bed, I was like... creepy the only like noise you can hear in here is like the clock the clocks ticking and, and the fridge the hum of the fridge and it used to not even have that when we were younger it used to just be silent like there wasn't mm. even the fridge and before we came in here to record mm. again we heard people talking upstairs well, that's why i heard it were you hearing upstairs yeah, yeah. upstairs and like uh talking and rustling and mm-hmm. not quite footsteps but like Moving around stuff. Strange. Um, We stopped, like, we muted the TV and everything because we could hear it over the TV. And I was standing in the kitchen doorway, so, like... Yeah, you were walking towards me, and I was like, stop. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I'm just, like, psyching myself out or... (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, it was odd. I'm going to try to get some pictures and see if we can catch any orbs and stuff here. Or anything, you know, while we're outside, try to catch that figure in the window. Because I've also seen the figure in the window. Yeah. So. And, like, we'll try to debunk it as well. Mm-hmm. So like I said, when I came in, I didn't want to say anything until I came in and looked at the blankets. Mm-hmm. Or looked to see if there was something, like, mm-hmm. stacked up there. And there was, but it wasn't high enough to be what I saw. So. No, it barely touches the bottom of the window. Right. It's, because the figure that you see... Oh, man, that figure's got to be tall, because those ceilings are tall upstairs. Mm. And those windows sit higher up. Mm. They almost touch the ceiling. Mm. And so the shoulders and the head of the person that has to be above, like, the bottom part of the window, window, yeah. yeah, um, They have to be, I mean, probably, like, what, like, six foot, seven foot something? Like, probably, like, six foot five. Probably tall, like taller than anyone in this family. Yeah, really, really tall. And like, it's always maybe black. Jake's height, but Jake's not yeah. here. Well, when I'm pulling in, sometimes my aunt Sheila will look out the window and you can see her. You can mm. see her features and features everything. and everything. Right. This is always like a shadow. Like it's yeah. completely blacked out. It's no weird. matter what time of day as well. Yeah. So oh, weird. We're gonna yeah. go take some pictures mm-hmm. and uh, take some like promotional spoopy Halloween pictures. Yeah, we're really excited. Uh, as well as some pictures around like the farm and the different details and stuff that we've mm-hmm. been talking about. Yeah. And, yeah, but we just wanted to kind of check in and kind of in the light of day have a yeah. little chat about things where <laughs> you know things aren't scarier yeah because you're upstairs but right. um <laughs> anyway it was really good and we are looking forward to next week so thank bye you guys so much bye thanks for listening to the ghost tea podcast you can find us at facebook at facebook.com slash ghost tea podcast or on instagram at ghost tea underscore podcast that's g-h-o-s-t-e-a podcast if you have any topics you'd like us to discuss or just want to say hi, you can email us at ghostteapodcast at outlook.com.